This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. This episode of the RG10 podcast is going to be all about the Henley Arts Trail because it is back. Last year it was online only and uh, this year, for obvious reasons, it couldn't go ahead in its normal Maybank holiday slot. But in just a few weeks' time you're going to be able to go around the many different locations and see what makes it such a special event. In this special extended version of the podcast we're going to be hearing from a few of the artists taking part. The trail itself is going to be split over two weekends, uh, the 10th and 11th of July and the 17th and 18th. With me, I have Kirsten Jones, I have Chris Harper, and I also have Nicole Etienne. Um, First of all, Kirsten, hello. Hi there, Ben. Hi. And Chris, hello to you. Hello. And Nicole, hello. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Ben. I'm going to start with you. The reason being is that you are one of the founders of the Henley Arts Trail back in 2006. Give me a bit of background. Well, originally there were three of us that were all painting and making art in our three studios. And um, Kate Findlay and I made contact with each other and we were both working in our studios thinking, wouldn't it be great to have a way of showing what we do? And we knew how creative Henley was. I mean, there's a lot of artists in the area, so. And uh, Kate Finley is uh, the chair of the Henley Arts Trail, is that correct? Yes, yeah, she's still she's still kind of um, at the helm and doing a great job and um, with, a, with a great team. Um, and that was a long time, you know, 14 shows ago. And we just had a bottle of wine in my kitchen um, invited Judith Fletcher to come on board as well. And then the three of us set it up and um, started having um, the sort of group, the show is where people could start and, and move through the different venues. And what was it like then? Uh, it was a lot smaller, um, but there was a sort of crack team of amazing followers that just absolutely loved it. And um, it just went from strength to strength, really. We, we, we were able to invite more people as the years went on and, you know, for a long time, we would always meet in, in my kitchen and, you know, get some some snacks and some wine and just sort of think about, you know, how we could broaden the, the reach of the trail, how the maps would look. We picked the colour in the first day, you know, that bright pink, it's still there and uh, still looking wonderful. And the reason why we chose that colour was because the area is so green and we wanted a contrasting colour that would really stand out as a sign against all of the hedges and the you know we were thinking about our local area and how how the trail would complement it in terms of you know seeing all the beautiful areas around as well you know when people were looking at the the studios they'd also see all the the different pubs and restaurants things like that. And how many people did you have uh, exhibiting back then how many places could people go to? I can't remember. I Give me an estimate. Come on. I don't know, 10 maybe at the, in yeah. the early days, I think. And, and it, it was quite often a, one individual in, in one um, studio. Although I think right from the beginning, I, I already had quite a lot of contacts that I was um, showing. So we had quite a broad reach at, at the beginning. We were, um, you know, in, in Wargrave at the time. And um, so my 
yes i mean and then and then gradually it got bigger and bigger and you know it's always had quite a an interesting map because it involved the center of henley and went out as far as twyford and you know it, it's quite it's an exciting journey around the area as much as anything and um you know there's some great pubs that have come on board and and different different venues now so yeah and uh, so that's how things begun. Let's uh, throw forward then to the present day. And uh, Chris, Chris Harper, you are one of uh, the organisers of the current Henley Arts Trail. So where are we at the moment? How many people are on the trail these days? So there's 39 venues this year, probably between two and 300 artists exhibiting. Um, it's always difficult to, to know how many visitors the venues get, but we, we, it's into the thousands. Uh, since Kirsten set up, the, um, uh, set up the event, it's gradually grown and it's now growing faster than it, it, it was before. The other thing that's happened is that um, we've, got, we've now got, uh, as well as artists uh, showing in their studios, like uh, Nicole will be doing, artists get together and uh, exhibit collectively within, um, within venues like village halls. So what are we looking to do? We're just looking to promote those. Um, and we do that historically. That's been done by, with a leaflet that's been distributed. But in the last couple of years, again, because of COVID, we've had to change that. So the majority of the marketing is now online. And that's where we're confident that that's, um, that's reaching the, the, the audience that it's uh, designed to do, possibly more than, um, than the, the leaflet used to do. We do a lot of Facebook uh, posts um, and the themes to those Facebook posts, which we're concentrating on over the next couple of weeks, where we're taking people um, on little journeys. So, for instance, we'll take them around people that are interested in ceramics. I'm just doing a post at the moment where we'll, we'll have photographs of um, ceramics and we'll have a silly headline like, would you like to potter around the, um, the Henley Arts Trail? Brilliant. Thanks, Chris. And uh, you can actually go and see Chris and his work, plus that of quite a few other artists at Venue 39. That is Micklem's Farm at Knoll Hill. Uh, Nicole, could you give me an idea of what people could expect if uh, they would come and uh, to see your exhibits? Is it, is it in your house? Is that correct? Yeah, I'm really excited to show at uh, Henley Arts Trail this year because my home um, is an art studio, is right on the river, and I have a spectacular view um, every day. And I paint uh, very sculptural, thickly painted, opulent uh, skies and rivers. And um, I come from a background of painting all over the world. I'll, I'll plant myself down where there's an ocean or a river um, and paint there the people, the activity, the, the scenery, nature, beauty. Um, I'm inspired by just about anything and everything and everyone. Um, so I'm thrilled to open up my home and people can see how I live. And also I paint in the kitchen. Um, because of COVID, I, you know, not having an additional art studio, it's been a real joy actually to paint, to paint here in my home on the river. And I'm excited for people to see um, the pieces. I have 25 paintings, quite, quite a big exhibition uh, to share um, and talk about. It's always interesting to get the perspective of someone who isn't from the area. You're, you don't 
seem to have an Oxfordshire accent to me. I'm just picking that up, <laughs> or get, getting that vibe. Because um, we don't necessarily notice the beauty of the area in which we live, just because we're used to it. As someone who has come from elsewhere, is that something uh, that, that you see? Is it, does it have its own particular qualities, would you say? Uh, absolutely, um, especially the sunrise and the sunset, which I uh, specifically enjoy. Um, it is spectacular. I, I live right where the, there's a you know a bridge um, at the oh, Mars yeah. I looked on the map before I did this. I know exactly where you live, and I'm incredibly jealous. It's did you know? Here's a fact that'll that will mean nothing to you, but will mean perhaps may mean something to Kirsten and Chris. Nicole lives around the area where Danny Larue used to live. There <laughs> we go. Did you know where, that? I live where Danny Larue lives. Oh my Larue god! House. Yes. You live in his <laughs> old house. That's a, yeah. that's amazing. Anyway, it's that's got crazy. nothing to do with this conversation. <laughs> I think there's a bathtub in the backyard that Liberace used to bathe ah, in. Ah, I mean, ah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, sounds it's good. Cool. It is. It is a special place. Yeah, it's by Marsh Lock, isn't it? That's yeah, correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, give me a sorry. I went. I got a bit sidetracked there by tales of Danny Larue. I never thought I'd say that in this <laughs> podcast. Um, can you give me a bit more then, if you like, about? Um, uh, tell me a bit more about your art. How the area inspires your art. It's how the sky meets the water. I mean, there's a there's a symmetry of of and there's a spectacular beauty. I was sort of it's very biblical where the sky actually meets the water, and every every moment is different. Every second changes, and I try to capture its beauty um, um, through lots of metallic pigments, gold leaf, metal leaves, um, crushed glittering glass. Um, so I'm trying to create the, what I feel when I look at at the water in the sky. You've uh, shown your art all over the world. Um, you're now showing in Henley, in our little Henley Arts Trail. How does it feel? How does this compare with other kind of uh, things you've been involved with, if you like? It, it, does it have a kind of a, a different feeling? Yeah, it's heartwarming. The people are so generous and kind and uh, spirited, and I'm thrilled to live here, and I'm thrilled to probably live here for quite some time. Um, it's a real gem. If you can get Danny LaRue's house, why would you move? <laughs> and with Liber Liberace's bath, my goodness me. Um, Kirsten, I'm unaware if you live in uh, the house of any particular former celebrity. I don't know. I haven't done that research. Um, but you are also an artist as well as being one of the founders. Um, you are showing at the Chocolate Cafe in Henley. That's if you live in Twyford, you go towards Henley, over the bridge, turn left, the Chocolate Cafe is on the right. What could we expect to see there? So in my work, I incorporate the history of a place, so the idea of a sense of place, um, the, the, the maps, the details of vintage maps, and the idea of people having been here for, for centuries um, is fascinating to me. I go to a place where I imagine what people would have been doing on the water, having a party, the glamour, the clothing, dropping maybe a fork or a brooch or something. So quite often I'll collage very old vintage details in the water that's, that tell a story of an imaginary past. Oh, I can't wait to see your work. It's exactly like you say, the colour and the light and the movement of the water is something that I, I'm really drawn to. So I get a kind of, you know, the actual way that I paint is is quite rhythmic and um, the, the colour palette, I, I, I try to incorporate the, the deep blues and then, but also the, 
that the the effect of the light and it's usually a and um, the Union Jack and and different the crest of the town and so on collage within as well. So it's it's got a sense of place um, to my work. Brilliant, thanks, Kirsten. Uh, we've got a few more questions to ask you all in just a moment, but I thought it might be nice to hear from another artist taking part in the trail. Um, I've been speaking to Vanessa Beresford. She works with stained glass and is giving visitors the opportunity to have a go themselves with workshops on the second weekend of the Arts Trail. I like people to finish. Whatever they start, they will finish. So if they carry on into the afternoon, that's fine. Um, And I'm not going to have more than three people per session. So... They'll get lots of individual attention. They will start from right from the beginning. They'll have a piece of glass. They'll learn how to cut it. They'll learn how to copper foil it, which is the Tiffany method. If you if you remember those Tiffany lamps, shades and things, they were all done with copper foil, not with lead. So they will learn how to copper foil the edges, grind them, solder them together, and make a lovely, uh, and attach a little hook on the top and uh, they can hang that up wherever they want to. That was Vanessa Beresford and you will find her at number 33 on the Arts Trail at Twyford Glass Studio on Hermitage Drive. That's just along the road from Polehampton Infant School. Um, Kirsten, do you sense that this year's event is going to be even more exciting given what we've been going through uh, the last 18 months? Oh, absolutely. It's... um. There's a real joy in, in everybody that we meet, actually, because we've been setting the show up gradually in the cafe and um, it's open It's open now in a, in a form and, and, and will be developed sort of close to the time. But everyone that comes in is just so grateful and, and, you know, it's lovely to just be able to get out there and, you know, go in and sit somewhere or have a glass of wine outside. And I think people are really enjoying the, the mix of art and conversation. And Chris, have you picked up anything, I guess, amongst the organising committee? Is there that excitement that things are going to be, to an extent, returning to normal after last year's online event? I think they're going to be very different, actually. Obviously, social distancing is going to be important. Mm. I think that there are challenges for people who are opening up their studios at home. You know, if you've got a, if you've got a venue which is like a village hall, you can put in... Um, uh, one-way systems and you can control the number of people that that come in and out um uh i think it's going to be different but i think there's a huge um uh, there's huge interest in in getting up and, and doing things and and seeing places and seeing art i think i think it's going to be very successful and finally kirsten i'll let you answer this one um you were one of the founders. If I'd have told uh, you, Kate and Judith, back in 2006, that uh, 15 years later, you'd be part of such a, a huge, respected show as a Henny Arts Trail, what would you have said? Sum it up for me. Oh, Ben, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, we were a force to be reckoned with. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was great. You know, we'd have a, a fantastic evening and um, just come up with some really great plans. Judith would do the sums. I'd come up with the visuals and Kate would do the, the kind of planning and, and between us, we made a, just a, a really great event happen. I'm delighted it's still going. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it just keeps going from strength to strength. So, you know, well done to the, the team and, uh, and, and the artists. I, it, I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. Kirsten, thank you very much. My pleasure. And Chris, thank you as well. You're welcome. And finally, Nicole, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Ben. 
Well, if you want to find out more and uh, plan your weekend, then you can go to the henleyartstrail.com website. You'll find the map on there, details about the various exhibits and lots more besides. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the RG10 podcast. There are plenty of other great episodes to choose from on our feed, so why not give them a listen? Of course, if you're from around here and have an interesting story to tell, do feel free to get in touch via the rg10mag.com website. Thanks for listening and goodbye.